It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews of the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Mick Jenkins. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here on a really, really crummy, rainy uh, afternoon. I'm here with Mick Jenkins downtown, South Loop. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh... Except for the water outside, which is ironic. Uh, Dude, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm pretty good, man. Yeah. You know, uh, there is there is a lot to talk with you about, uh, including your new mixtape called The Waters. So this is kind of fitting. But let's kind of take a step back. How has the year been for you as an artist, man? How has 2014 been for Mick Jenkins? Uh, very positive. We started off strong with Martyrs, and that just garnered an unbelievable amount of attention, uh, attention and pretty much set the tone for everything that we're doing right now. Following that, it was just a bunch of uh, releases, videos, and, and singles, and the announcement that I'm with Cinematic, which is really positive. Uh, I really like the way that they work, and all the way down to the rollout of the tape, man. 2014 has been a good year for me, so I'm not complaining at all. How long was a lot of this stuff in the works for you? You know, to, for an artist to have as good of a year as it looks like you're having, Oftentimes, that's the result of like six months, a year, two years, sometimes three years of like the prep work, the groundwork, making everything happen. Kind of what was the background before all this? Before all this, it was really, uh, I've been working on the tape since last August, the water since last August. Before that, it was Trees and Truths, and I was just really riding off of that attention. Uh, when Martyrs came out, man, that's really what did it. Like, that was the defibrillator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just brought it. Like every like t- just so you can reach the scope of things like even Timberland reached out you know what I'm saying like to just to give, gave a call and told me that he was interested in working we haven't done anything but like that's just the scope of like what Martyrs did you know what I'm saying like and it got Johnny Shipes' attention and and that's really been he's really been instrumental in the rollout of the tape and everything that's been happening as of late so uh, that that that's really what it is there was no planner I mean the the work that we were doing before before that. Uh, was the work that everybody else is doing, you know, just recording and putting out songs. That, uh, thankfully, fans were reacting to it better than average. So, that, but that was really it. Martyrs really was the jump start to everything. What's it like in that moment where, like, you know, someone like a Timberland is like reaching out to you, or you really start to realize, like, this is reaching people outside of Chicago, this is reaching people outside of my immediate fan base? Um, it's validating. You know what I'm saying? Like to think that. It's reaching, you like to think that it's getting to those places and you often feel like it is, or maybe it is, but you don't really have the proof. Especially when other artists reach out, it's, it's really validating because these are people who are in your arena who are doing what you do. And they're often put on a pedestal as if they don't listen to our music because I'm underground or because it's not mainstream, because it's not what's popping, but to know that they, they, they hear it, they like it they, enough to reach out and say, hey, I like what you're doing, you know. That's really validating and lets me know that things are moving the way they ought to be. Were you at South by Southwest this year? I feel like I saw your name, you know, down in Austin. Uh, yes, the only sanctioned uh, show was DJ Booth, though. Other than that, there was no, everything else was uh, unofficial. I mean, was it a good experience, though? Like, I mean, I feel like the unofficial shows at this point are kind of a better kind of, I don't know, like, they're sometimes easier for people to get into or they're just, like, better bills or there's something's kind of cooler I don't think South by Southwest was effective for me. I don't think it's effective for an artist of, of my level of exposure at the time. Uh, I think Vic Mensa really killed uh, South by. Uh, I think he had a very effective South by, 
and in terms of what it could do for you as far as exposure, the people that are going to be down there watching as far as agencies or whatever, and things of that nature. But um, where I was and the shows that I did with, with 20 and 30 people coming out, like, I don't think it was really effective at all. But that is not something to be said about South by, South by Southwest. That's uh, something to be said about where I was and my exposure at the time. But I think this coming South by Southwest will prove to be a lot more uh, valuable than the past. Yeah. Well, you know, you did just release your new mixtape, The Waters. That's what everybody's talking about right now. Kind of how has the response been to that mixtape? I, I feel like I have seen people really responding to it. you getting some press, but kind of how has it felt on your end? I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm happy of it. There's, there's really a minimal amount of negative comments and reviews. Uh, I have seen some reviews uh, that I felt like were really dogging the tape. But then their end synopsis was very positive, so that kind of threw me off. But other than that, everything's been really positive. Uh, I just like to see the numbers grow and, and organically, mouth to mouth, people are finding out about McJenkins uh, via Twitter. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the place where artists are most accurately able to gauge how their fans uh, are interacting with their music and how fast their music is traveling across different regions. Um, and it's all over the place, man. Facebook and Twitter are letting me know that like people are picking it up everywhere. Uh, it's 25,000 downloads on that uh, of Hot New Hip Hop, almost 10 on that Piff, and we just dropped it on iTunes today. So hopefully that does some good uh, <laughs> for the pockets. But no, nah, it's it's. I also know that um, been told that a lot of people behind the scenes uh, are really are really happy with the tape and were surprised and reaching out to John Ian, letting them know that. You know things are things are looking great for us, so uh, I'm excited about it. I'm I'm really excited about it. I like the reception so far. Well, you know something that I think is coming up around the tape a lot is the Chicago connection, and that seems to be like this story that, at least my viewpoint, gets applied to artists like, you know, Vic, Chance, anyone who comes out of Chicago, they're from Chicago. Which I mean, like that sounds obvious, but that is part of the story. Other artists like come from a city and it's not really like a, a part of their narrative. It's just like, oh, you're from Miami or something like that. But like Chicago always seems like it's this larger part of the narrative of the talent that comes out of the city. How has it been, you know, kind of having people bring that into the conversation around you? How has kind of your response been to that? Um, I just try to, I don't know, there's a lot of different aspects of a Chicago. Uh, there's a lot of different ways one could come up and grow up in Chicago, a lot of different neighborhoods. So I just try to represent, um, I, I purposely want to represent um, the kid Southside. Like I, Southside kid, grew up, went to one of the worst schools. I went to Hirsch High School, grew up in a bad area, one would say, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I, I went, but that, that thing, those things didn't affect me necessarily the same way they affected some other people. And I want, I want to be, I want to represent that person who may have done some silly things when they were younger or may have been involved with that life or may have cousins who gang banged or did whatever. All of those negatives that come with the south side of Chicago um, because that's where I grew up in the heart of it. And uh, that's not the way I turned out. Uh, certain ideals that stick with people from that area didn't stick with me. Uh, I just have a different way of looking at the world. And that, that happens all the time. There are tons of me throughout the city that aren't represented uh, in that way via rap. Um, and because I'm here, that's what I want to represent. Because so much of Chicago is a part of that narrative. Well, I think people want, you know, like a lot of media wants to have this story that maybe isn't even the real story. They just want to, like, tell the story that they want to tell. Right. 
and there is like a lot of Chicago talent. You, I mean, I think Chance is obviously like the largest example, but Chicago talent that is not feeding into kind of the stereotypes or the more negative aspects that people attribute to the city. And I think it's important that that kind of discussion and, and conversation and music gets recognized where it's not all just like, you know, playing into the more negative elements that people attribute here. Absolutely. I, I don't think it could be said better. I think uh, those aren't the only things that go on here. Uh, I don't think it's any fault of the artists, like you said. Uh, I think it is the, the, uh, the, art, the powers that be and the media outlets and what they choose to focus on. Yeah, it's that simple. I, I don't. I, we're we're going to talk about whatever, whether it be a cheat key for chance or whatever. Uh, it just it it just depends on the media outlets and what they choose to focus on and bring to the rest of the nation as far as exposure. So. You know, who are some of the artists that you connect with in the city? I saw a no name Gypsy, who's a fantastic, supremely talented Chicago musician artist, uh, is on the tape. Who are some of the other artists that you connect with in the city? Uh, them Peoples is a consistent collaborator. Uh, They're doing, I'm seeing their name all the time. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's, I feel like it's because of the way they work, and it really speaks to the way that a lot of artists work in Chicago and how we end up working together. It's just, they have a real uh, communal vibe. Uh, there's five of them. They're uh, collection of producers and singers um and their 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 home is cozy and they just let people come in and and any given day i'll see chance over there or joey perp or or, or dolly austin or a lot of save money is always over there so that's how we uh work I, the first time i met no name well first time i worked with no name she just popped up at them people's studio you know what i'm saying like it's 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 relationships like that and um no Name and uh, Kimbe X and Saba and John Doe. Uh, yeah. It's all just, I see them. I see them at the open mics. I see them at, this, at the music garage, like randomly. Uh, I'll see them at an event randomly. And, you know, we just, we just link in that manner. We all know who each other is on Twitter. And we run into Chicago. <laughs> Even though Chicago's a big city, the scene and what's happening right now is very condensed. So if you're a part of it, you're going to run into these people. So it's just easier to, like, work with each other than just like hate on each other, especially because everybody's sound is so different. It's not like we're all in the same lane. So uh, it, just, it just really helps for a, a big communal vibe as far as creating music. You know, it's funny you say that though, man, because it's like I was talking to Saba at South by Southwest and he was talking about like it, he felt like he and his class were gonna be the next ones in Chicago to come up. You know, there's like you could attribute like there was the Kanye class, there was the Treaty class, there was the Save Money class, and then he was like, now it's our time. And then seeing you know his tape do well, your tape do well, it really feels like you guys are starting to step out and arrive in a larger sense from the city. Absolutely, I think every uh, everybody, which I think can be a negative at times, is just so ready for what's next. Chance broke out last year, and people are just like, "Oh, what's next from Chicago?" The like, Chance era yeah. was so long ago. I'm nostalgic for that, and it's like that was that was weeks ago, man. A couple months ago, <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, he's still doing well. He's still pushing Azerat well, as 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 he should. But yeah, like, and I think that's that's funny. Like, we're we're not we're not more than a year, just over a year after Azerat came out, a couple months after, and it's who's next? You know what I'm saying? And because of that, it does give us the arena to step up and fill that space. Um, I think Eleven was Chief Keef, arguably the hottest new artist. Chance was was oh, Twelve was Chief Keef, arguably the hottest new artist. 13 was Chance, arguably the hottest new rap artist. And uh, hopefully 14, we could do the same with, with Chicago. But I mean, there's just so much talent here. If, if, if the attention stays here, 
it's going to continue. We're going to continue to discover new artists on a national level uh, because there are just so many people here that are really doing something different and doing it well. You know, um, one of the things that just happened for you is you just signed with Cinematic um, shortly, I believe, if I have the timeline right, shortly before the tape dropped. Kind of what did that open up for you, you know, teaming up with them and kind of having them in your corner before the tape hit the web? We, we, they weren't able to do as much as uh, would have normally been done just because they came in uh, uh, when they came in. Uh, it gave me access to a lot more producers and um, just structure. And a, lot of, a lot of what, uh, it was only me, my manager, and uh, our publicist, our PR guy. Uh, and a lot of what we were doing, we were just feeling it. Uh, there, we, we didn't really have the connections that that I got with We Get Press now, which is Nick, Nick Durrell from We Get Press. He's doing a lot of the PR now. Uh, we didn't have the connections that he has. We didn't. We were just really working off the talent and hustle, and uh, it just brought a lot more uh, structure and know-how and, and experience and connections to the situation to where we can relax a bit more, uh, and I can focus more on just the music and not as much of the third-party things that I was doing before by myself. It's, it's hard when you're like an independent artist because I think people don't realize like you've got to be the one emailing the publications and like soliciting beats, like writing the lyrics, like booking a studio. I mean, I don't have to tell you, but like yeah. all these things take away from the time where you can just sit and be creative and create. Yeah. On, a, on, a, on, a, on a larger, and even now where I'm, I want to set up my, I'm, I'm at an indie label and I want my own publishing and I want my own merch and I want my own, you know, even that thing, those things require me to like, I, I have the last say on a lot of things and it's just like, I've got to learn about them because I don't know about them and I can't just keep listening to people telling me things. I have to learn and then I've got to make these decisions and I've got to sit in these meetings. I get calls that have nothing to do with, I mean, they have to do with music, but not the creating of music and not the, like, and it's sometimes I just don't want to deal with it, but it's like, it starts to become a business when you want to take a more independent uh, route. Uh, and that does take away from like the time I have to create music and the freedom I have to create music. I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm about to go on tour with Method Man and Red Man for the Smokers Club, and I'm really interested to see what happens there as far as my availability to create. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, that was, that was on my list, but uh, thank you for kind of getting us there. Like, you're going on this really large tour, and it looks like you're hitting a lot of the bigger cities, a lot of the like, you know, kind of the whole U.S. spread. How did that come together? Was it just, you know, the people? It really just made sense. Smokers Club does a uh, Smokers Club tour. Uh, Johnny Shipes is over that. Uh, I just released a tape. So it just made sense. But the way I get ready for that and the way I'm thinking, I, I don't know that world. Uh, I, I, I can only talk to people who, who've gone before. I've talked a lot with Kirk Knight and Joey about it. And I'm just worried. My biggest concern is that I record all the, all the time. I'm in the studio three days a week. I'm writing all the time. I'm listening to beats all the time. I feel like I have a two and a half week stint where we're in a different city every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, am I going to be available creatively to just pump out a song or two or write in the way that I do it the most comfortably? I worry about that. Um, but giving a good show has never been a problem, especially when people, the majority of people don't know who I am. They're always taken aback or a bit surprised by the quality of the work. I try to get the best shows I can, so that's going to be really exciting. And just to get some jewels and, and tips and tidbits from Meth and Red would be <laughs> an honor. It's pretty so. surreal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think, man, I think you're going to hit some of these other cities, though, and people are going to have an idea of who you are. You know, with like when you hit like a, a noisy 
um, press piece or like, you know, the write-up in stereo gum, things like that. Like, people are going to start knowing who you are outside of Chicago because those are larger outlets than the music, you know, carries it from there. Once people listen to it, and they're like, okay, this is quality, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I don't put a lot of, a lot of stake into publications. Uh, they do, they do um, garner attention uh, with page views and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's up to the fans to consume it and spread it and share it. Out of the 10,000 people that may have looked and played, out of the 100,000 people that may have looked at the Mick Jenkins article on Noisy, maybe 10,000 people actually read it, maybe 7,000 people actually played the song, maybe 3,000 people actually shared the song, and then like maybe a smaller percentage actually downloaded this, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just, it's really up to like, I, I, not to say that I, not, not any slight to those publications, but like a lot of people feel like, oh, well I got it on Noisy, or oh, I got it on Complex, and it's just like, that's like, 20% of the battle. <laughs> like, it's like Facebook page views almost. Like people are like, oh, I have 100,000 you know, followers on my yeah. Facebook page. And it's like, well, maybe like 15,000 of those people are going to exactly. see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what's next? And, you know, obviously you've got the tour, the mixtapes out now, you know, you're, you're signed with Cinematic. Like now that you've got all this kind of like on deck, where do you go from here? What's the next level of it? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm always continuing to create. I already know what my album is called, uh, what, what, what the general focus of it is going to be. Uh, I haven't started recording any music for that, but I'm writing, I'm brainstorming, I'm getting that in the works just so we can come right back, right after the steam of the waters uh, fades or, or falls off, uh, we'll be ready with something else. Right now it's going to be a lot of visuals. I'm trying to do a visual for almost every song. We might not get that goal, but there will be a slew of visuals coming. I try to keep my visuals very tight. Uh, cinematic yeah so yeah there's gonna it's the tour and, and videos that's what's about to happen right now yeah. well you know man final question I really appreciate you taking some time sit down and talk about the mixtape and everything you have going on you know now that it's out what's the best part of, of everything that's been happening for you because really again it does look like you're having a good year the room to breathe uh, things are about to turn up with all the attention and, and the tour and trying to continue to work at the level that I have been I have a good month and a half to just breathe. Like, that's the best part. And then we're about to just get right back to it. So, uh, but it's refreshing to be able to chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy it while you have the time because I think things are going to move quickly for you uh, now. I really love the mixtape. I think it's great. You know, anytime you see Chicago talent, like, coming up, breaking through and producing really quality, like, work that, that says something positive and is, is really enjoyable to listen to. So... You know, congratulations on everything you have going on, and thanks again for taking some time. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. A big thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely, man. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast. Thanks to Mick Jenkins for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com. The Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Dynasty Descend.